ladies, welcome to our podcast, The Millennial Girl Way, the podcast that highlights real millennial women doing the damn thing. Today on our show, we have Miss Ariana Treadwell, the founder of King Ari Cosmetics, LLC. I am a fan of Ari because I've heard her as a co-host on Pretty Dope Podcast, and I also saw that you know she has her own cosmetics line. Um, she's a college graduate with a degree in psychology, and she decided to pursue her creative talents instead of going into a professional career. She's a self-taught makeup artist that's passionate about enhancing women's beauty. Um, and she's been in the beauty industry for five years and working professionally as an MUA for two years. She, her, her brand continues to grow and she sees it become becoming a top brand for women in the next two to three years. So Ari, could you tell us more about your background and how you got started in the beauty industry? Yes, ma'am. And I wanted to take a second to say thank you, ladies, for <laughs> inviting me on to your show. Um, definitely appreciate having the space to even be able to talk about what my brand is. Um, so the background it's a really simple story. Everyone always asks, um, but basically, like I said, I started out in the beauty industry about five years ago, um, actually as a manager in the hair business. Um, so I was managing for a small business um, with selling like beauty extensions and whatnot, so on and so forth. Um, so with them, you actually are required to wear makeup to work every single day. So my, right, so my love for makeup <laughs> kind of started with me having to wear it. Um, and then I just, I'm the type of person, I like to perfect everything that I do. So I started to just look into different things and started learning more and more about it. And I got to the point where I was so good at doing my own makeup that people around me wanted me to start doing theirs. Um, and it was definitely nothing that I thought I would be doing now. But the fact that they wanted me to do theirs, people actually encouraged me to charge people to start doing makeup. Mm -hmm. um, so it was nothing that I knew I wanted to go into. It was sort of something I kind of fell into. And mm -hmm. then um, my friends and, you know, people around me just encouraged me to um, go into doing that. And I enjoyed it. So, you know, why not get paid for something that you enjoy? Um, and we all kind of think that our passion is something that it's just going, like, like you kind of think that you're going to um, know what your passion is, but typically 90% of the time is something that you fall into. Yeah. And so that's kind of what happened with me in the makeup. And then with cosmetics, um, kind of just made sense for me to provide cosmetics to my makeup clientele because um, I've always been, like, kind of business-oriented. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of just went hand-to-hand, -hand and everything got it fell into place for me. Like, it's, like I said, it's a real simple story. Like, it, it just has been that easy for me. Okay. I think that's a, a pretty good background as far as getting into that. And you know what? I always respect people who really understand makeup and kind of grasp it quickly. I am the type of person who like has to go one step at a time. <laughs> like, right. like I really got my face down pat and then now I'm into lashes and stuff. So it's like a building block. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> and, you know, for you to really get into that. So how did you, you know, manage getting into beauty as well as being in college at the same time? Um, well, that's a good question. Like, with me working that job, um, I started off as a sales associate and I worked my way up to management partly because, like I said, it was a small business and they needed a manager. 
and partly because I was the best person that they felt, you know, that could do do the job. Mm-hmm. Um, so becoming a manager and having to like manage that and going to school full time, um, I was blessed because they were able to work with my schedule um, to where I was able to, you know, go to school. You know, in college, you can do like the Monday, Wednesday, Friday or the Tuesday, Thursday. And then I would just work all the rest of the day. So yeah. luckily for me, like everything just seems to just fall into place. Like everything is just one step after the next. Everything just came, excuse me, just came came to me easily. Um, and I, I, I know we're going to talk about the obstacles, so we'll I'll save that for that. But, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, getting into everything, everything was super easy for me. Like, I mean, I don't have any 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 regrets or anything. Okay. Well, it's funny that you you mention obstacles because um, we kind of want to get into you starting your own line, right? And you're saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it definitely made sense, right? You know, create the products that you use um, and you open yep. up a whole market for yourself. How did yep. you go about – so I remember when, like, Shay and I first started Millennial Girls, right? The mm-hmm. first thing we do was come up with our logo, um, you know, and just the overall vision – for what we what we wanted our brand to look like and to represent Mm -hmm. how did you go about choosing that because I'm assuming that took more of your creative control um Mm -hmm. than it kind of just coming about (laughs) yes um well okay so the first question that I asked myself is like where did King Ari Cosmetics even come from like who is King Ari Mm -hmm. um so okay so King Ari funny story um (laughs) <laughs> so during the time that I was, or like right before I got into the beauty industry, I've pretty much been a tomboy my entire life, which is like the total opposite of makeup Ari. Wow. So like yeah. you, would never, so right, you would never look at me <laughs> and be able to, to tell that that's who I was. Mm-hmm. So tomboy meaning um, I, I had a whole like Aaliyah vibe down pat, like where you kind of dress a little, you know, with the baggy clothes, a little masking, a little, but it still had the makeup and the hair and then even the nails going yeah um so king Ari kind of stemmed from that um image or persona it was kind of like a dual you know um like another character of myself um and so that's where king Ari came from so that was like that's like a seven eight year old character that uh-huh. i just created and went with it was kind of, like i'm an introvert so i kind of come up with a persona to come out of my shell i guess and that's where that came from And so when it came to cosmetics, like that's the entire flip side of who Ariana is. And I kind of just combined the two into King Ari because I wanted to be different. Like how many tomboy makeup artists do you see out here? Mm -hmm. Probably none. (laughs) Or if they are, they're super girly. um, And they just have the personality of a tomboy. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give off the image of a tomboy and also have the makeup thing going. Um, So that's where that came in it. And um, so as far as the logo and everything, I was, again, like I was blessed to just have people around me who just, they pushed me and they wanted me to do what I was doing. They saw how passionate I was about it. And I literally got my logo made for me for free, like just by a follower, like someone that I didn't even meet in person. Um, She saw what I was doing, right. And she was like, you know, I have a cousin who does logos. I'm going to have him do it for you. (laughs) so on and so forth and he literally just sent it over to me i didn't have to do anything um so that was my first logo and i no longer use that one because i figured out that i'm actually pretty creative when it comes to um designing 
And so from that first logo, everything else that you see now is all me. Um, I, pre- I created everything. I use basic free apps. I'm all about saving money. Um, and you know, every, like from the, from the product labeling to the mm-hmm. logo to my business cards, like all of that, all of those things I created on my own. I just yes. um, went on wow. YouTube, free YouTube University and figured out how to do everything <laughs> myself. Um, so yeah, I started out with having people help me and then I was able to still like do everything on my own from there. Um, and yeah, I used to be kind of an artist as a child like you know I used to paint and draw so I guess the makeup artistry came from that and then also being able to design and see things in my head and bring it to life um also came from that that's awesome I cannot tell you how many logo situations (laughs) (laughs) oh god and if yeah, if you guys need some work done, just let me know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, because you know what? The thing is that neither one of us are like designers or any type. Mm-hmm. We're very creative. Like we can see it in our head and explain it mm-hmm. to someone. It's just like creating it ourselves is very hard for us. So, yeah, yeah we might need to come check you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something I do on the side. So check okay. me out. <laughs> awesome. Um, and so once you decided on, you know, your brand, the look, what steps did you take to kind of, you know, find your manufacturers, find the mm-hmm. people that you wanted to use to actually create your product? Okay. Um, so the product came from like just randomly searching up, um, like I said, using YouTube and Google was my tool to mm-hmm. figure out um, where I could purchase um, those materials from. So like my first, very first set of lashes, um, came from AliExpress or was it? Yeah, it was AliExpress. Okay. Um, and I had the simple, like the acrylic clear boxes. And the only thing that I, like the only thing that was personal for me was the sticker. Um, I had a stick associated using that initial logo that someone um, gave me. And that was it. And I think I purchased like 40 or 50 lashes. And I sold out of those, I think, in less than a month. But I want to say between two and three weeks, just by wow. selling to the people around me. Yeah. And that, like, pushed me to know that, okay, this is something that I could probably continue doing. Um, you know, because sometimes you, like, doubt yourself. You're, like, you're kind of shy when you come out with something. Like, you don't really know if it's going to fail mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, but it actually did pretty good in, uh, you know, my next order I doubled up on it um using the profits that I made off the first one and every time I order to this day I try to make sure that I upgrade it like some somehow like I use the profit I never spend money for my business been in it for like a year and a half now and I only try to reinvest that money into making it better and better each time that's the only way that it's going to grow yeah so yeah I got my first um first uh products from AliExpress that's amazing. I mean, I didn't even know that that could that that was an avenue. Um, <laughs> I I really it was to do it. That's, <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah. And you know, so did you already have a website at that point, or did you literally just sell to people around you? Because I I sold to people around me, girl. Yeah. I, um. Yeah. Didn't even have the website going. Um. Literally just Instagram again using free tools. I created. I had already created a makeup case. I just announced to people that I was, you know, going to start releasing lashes. And 
and I started kind of just building the hype from there. Um, um, my coworkers at my job, which will begin the story of the obstacles that I encountered, that I told, you know, I do makeup, so I wanted to start selling lashes. And she actually told me like, well, we're about to start selling lashes. So, you know, that will be, you know, uh, what do they call it? Basically competition, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of killed that idea at that point in time. So I was just like, okay, well, whatever. You know, I didn't, I didn't even think anything of it at the time. So mm-hmm. maybe a year later, they finally wrote, started rolling out their um, products, their lashes and whatnot. And um, me, they had brought me on the team. Like I was already a manager and they also wanted me to be their makeup artist. Um, and, you know, just do makeup for their photo shoots and things like that every now and then. So I was doing that for them. I was buying their lashes. We got uh, employee discounts. I was using their lashes on myself, my makeup clients, um, promoting them on my page because that's who we work for and that's, they wanted us to promote their products, of course. Yep. And um, so by the time I came out with my lash line, this was like a year, maybe a year into them already having theirs. And so with me, I thought it would be okay to carry lashes if I was um, using them on my makeup clients. Like I wasn't selling them to anybody at the time. It was just literally me wanting to save money because their lashes would be like $7 to pop for me to use on clients. And I was only charging like $25 for faces back then. Most of that money was going into buying lashes. So I wanted to save money on buying lashes, um, use something with my name on it for my clients. And it wasn't even supposed to go past that. Mm -hmm. So when I started to get the lashes, Everybody started liking my lashes and well, everybody meaning the people I worked around. They started yeah. to like my product and they, you know, started to purchase my product. They were like, Oh, you should sell these, sell them, sell them. So that's what I did. And so <laughs> my first customers were my coworkers and um I guess behind the scenes this is when the company started to get wind of me having my own lash line, yeah. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so from there maybe a week or two into me selling my lashes and actually being excited about it and, you know, promoting on my Instagram and stuff that I had lashes. That's when they came to me and as they kind of gave me an ultimatum of, um, either I can continue working for their company and not do my business on the side. Mm-hmm. Like I could still be a makeup artist, but, you know, use their products and not my own, or I could part ways with their company, which I had been at for going on three years at this point and I could do my own thing. So they gave me maybe an hour or two to think on the decision. Not hour? really in that much time. Yeah. Oh, wow. I couldn't even go home and think about it and, you know, figure out what I could do. But anyway, so I chose my company. Like, I uh, signed over my little paperwork, little termination paper or whatever it was. And um, I decided to step out on my own and do that. And at the time, it was definitely a shocker like by the time I walked out of there and sat in my car I was like wow this really just happened like I don't have a job anymore um I went with this business which wasn't making me much you know it's like a size hustle wasn't making much money at all um and I had to think about what my next steps were going to be so around this time is when I decided to go ahead and go full force into it you know, make the website. Um, I think with Shopify, you get like a month free um, with their website. So you can, you know, set it up, see how it does and so yeah. on and so forth. So, girl, 
me getting fired from my job is what made me go hard <laughs> with the makeup business. Wow. <laughs> so, and that's crazy. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> that they were just kind of like, well, you need to make this decision right now. I mean, to give someone yes. an hour or two is crazy to me. <laughs> Not even know? that, but I could, I didn't feel as though I was a true competition or a threat to their right. company. Their company had been around for, I don't know, six, seven years. Like y'all have clout, y'all have customers. Like yeah. I literally sold to like two coworkers and now I'm a threat. <laughs> so that also confirmed to me that they saw potential in me that mm-hmm. I mean, I have saw in myself, but they knew that I would be able to, you know, take an idea and actually make something of it. Yeah. And that like helped me go to like, I was like, okay, I, I see. I see what y'all are doing here. <laughs> like y'all are gonna stifle, stifle my dream, yeah. so that I can put my energy into helping your company. That, nope, I'm good. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like, I feel like the fact that they only gave you a few hours and felt so threatened um, meant that you were really onto something. And it kind of mm-hmm. was like, guys, that they gave you such short notice. And I felt like you didn't have a choice but to be like, you know what? I'm gonna take a chance on myself and yep. look where it's getting you. But and yep. you know what? Let's even talk about that a little bit more on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Maybe in the beauty beauty industry and just overall, right? You know, a lot of people have these stories where they were kind of put in this impossible position, and that is why they are, you know, where they are today. Um, and just overall, like, do you think that that happens a lot, especially in the beauty industry of trying to, you know, I guess if you will, put the little man down, you know? Yeah, I like, I'm so happy that that happened to me. Like, I'm not, it's like, it's no regrets because I don't know where I would be had I made a decision to stay at their company and, stay, you know, get the little steady paychecks that I was getting. Yeah. Um. I, I don't, like, my company probably wouldn't have even been a company at this point. Um. <laughs> so I'm happy that I made a decision that I did. I don't have any regrets. Like, it's not hard to get a job if you need to in Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know, it wasn't like it was the last job in the world, and I just made the hardest decision in my life. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I definitely appreciate that it even happened. I do think that that's sometimes what it takes for people in any industry to give themselves like a kickstart. It's like, okay, now you're at rock bottom. So what are you going to do with right. it? So, you know, sure. I, I feel like a lot of people may need that little push because you get comfortable at your job sometimes. And it, like you didn't even know what your potential could be because you're sitting there, you're raking in those two-week paycheck you're waiting on them and you don't even know how much you could be like your potential you don't know how much you could be making yeah doing you know your own thing so yeah definitely needed that push because I had the idea swarming everybody knew I was passionate about it and so everyone around me tells me to like they think that it was a good thing that that even happened to me yeah, I think so too. Sometimes I do think that uh, we can get into this certain level of comfortability and and not really want to push ourselves to be what we could be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the obstacles as well, like have you had any more obstacles as far as, you know, um, making products or even pulling in, I guess, oh, yeah. <laughs> manufacturers and all that type of stuff and even clientele? Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about some of that and like how you've overcome? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, so entrepreneurship. Everybody, <laughs> everybody says this, like, and it's true. It's not easy. Like, you see what you see on social media, and you think it's all glitz and glamorous, 
And it's not like I, I honestly, this summer has been so slow. Like with my makeup business, like I get clients few and far between um, with products. You only really are. Well, my company only really sells when I'm releasing something new and I'm like hyping it up. Then yeah. after that, it's like a drought again until you release something else. So like, it's not like it's just steady orders coming in, steady clientele right now. But as long as you like keep the hope, keep planning, keep dreaming, like keep ma- making goals, setting goals, and com- accomplishing them, I think that that's what will keep an entrepreneur going. Like you can't really get depressed, which I have done. <laughs> when you know you have your slow season, you just got to yeah. figure out what you can do better, um, what you can do next, what people are liking right now. Um, and just use that as motivation to keep going and, you know, make your products better. Because if it's not selling, then you can't really be mad. It's something that you're doing or it's something that you're not doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just use that as motivation. Like, I have my days where I get down and sluggish, but I get right back up. Let Monday morning hit and I'm right back at it. <laughs> so, yeah. And also with me being an, an introvert, I think that's a big obstacle for me that I'm trying yeah. to get over. Um, so like I said, I'm glad that you guys allowed me onto this platform because I don't know, like sometimes I'm in my moments where I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And then sometimes I'm like, no, you know, I'm trying to, I'm being shy. (laughs) So I'm glad that I was in a moment where I could, you know, take this opportunity and, and use it, use it for, um, the better. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, we definitely appreciate you coming on because I mean, people think that their stories, um, you know, are, are smaller than what they are. Mm-hmm. And you never right. know, you know, how your one story could influence somebody else to take a whole different path. And, you know, exactly. Yeah. So getting on these platforms and just sharing, I, it's always a, a great opportunity and it's really a fun time for me to get to know people and, you know, what they're going mm-hmm. through, you know, with you talking about, uh, entrepreneurship and you know sometimes being <laughs> in the dumps about things and I'm like mm-hmm. it really tests your resilience and like mm-hmm. how willing and how far you're willing to go for yourself how much you believe in yourself yeah. you will be tested and tried over and over again you know and you just gotta mm-hmm. stay in the fight and so that's something that you know Bray and I are definitely learning for sure <laughs> because mm-hmm. even I mean something as simple as a podcast you really have to figure out okay how to get this out there to this to these people and you know how to keep them coming back you know what would they be interested in listening to and it's not easy it's really not yeah yeah oh i know because like you said shout out pretty dope podcast yes i'm a co-host on there and um shout out to the kimber shan show she was the creator of the pretty dope podcast so i am on the sidelines with her business yeah i always have to like cheer her on but she she does a really good job of coming up with ideas um Mm -hmm. thankfully and she had like an entire notebook full of ideas before she even started the podcast. That's amazing. Um, and that, but I know more people like who are like that though, kind of, like the people who kind of plan so much that mm-hmm. they don't start. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, um, yes. so I'm just Girl. glad she got started. You know, glad she had um, all the planning done and she finally put it into action. So sometimes it's not all about planning every single detail. Sometimes you just got to start. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, uh, we go through that all the time where I think we, we plan so much. (laughs) And we're like, okay, like this month, we should probably actually start working on this. And, um, and I think, you know, 
I know I personally, I think that would be something that I would tell, you know, Shay and I, if I could go back, you know, two or three years, like just start guys. Like you have these amazing, mm-hmm. ideas, like just do it. So what is something that, you know, if you could tell yourself when you, you know, you were first mm-hmm. starting, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Um, like you just said, I wish I had started earlier, but mm-hmm. I also believe that everything happens for a reason. Like I'm very spiritual in that way in that I just know, I just know all of that stuff that I went through. I was supposed to go through it. Yeah. Um, like from getting fired from my second job after the initial beauty industry incident. Like I believe that because the second job that I worked at was for a sheriff's office. I worked like in a jail. Oh, and okay. um, if you work at a jail or at any law enforcement position, you're working 12 hour shifts, period. Mm-hmm. And um, so and you get overtime, too. So if you want to stay for 16 hours, go right ahead. You know, your check is going to gonna look nice. So I got to a point where I started to get used to working overtime. And my business started taking um, the backseat to, you know, me making my little paychecks. Got comfortable again and got fired from that job over literally, like, one question on the application. And wow. it came back and bit me in the ass, girl. <laughs> excuse me but yeah so um so but I was trying to uh cross over and become a sheriff's deputy which isn't also something that I was thinking that I was going to be doing in the future so I literally asked the universe if I was making the right decision I went ahead and put my application in and a couple weeks later I was fired from the job from the whole job wow and so I think that was the way of the universe telling me that that wasn't for me Mm -hmm. and to go back you know, to doing what you were doing or even figure out something else to do. Like, obviously that wasn't it for me because had I, had I gotten hired into the sheriff's deputy position, I would have been um, required to stay there for at least two years under contract um, or else I would have to pay back, you know, all the money that they put into training and all this other stuff. So I definitely think that was the universe telling me like, no, like you're not dedicating another two years to doing something that you don't even really want to do. So right. that's how I got back into uh, King Art Cosmetics again. And I actually started going harder after that um, incident. So, like okay. my whole first year, February to February, so February 2017 to February 2018, um, I kind of was just staying afloat with the business, not really um, coming out with anything new, um, so on and so forth. And then so in uh, February 2018, actually this year, February 2018 to 2019. This year, I actually made my business official and, you know, got uh, an LLC and did everything that I needed to do. And ever since, thank you. And ever since I've been coming out with new products, thinking of new things that I needed to do, reinvesting, um, upgrading, you know, the whole first year, I was kind of just like figuring it out. Yeah. And so this year, I'm actually putting things into action and trying to actually, you know, figure out what I'm supposed to be doing in the cosmetic industry. Oh, yeah, I think that those, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I just think that those two um, obstacles or me being fired from two different jobs, <laughs> that really told me that I was, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Like, yeah. stop trying to get into these jobs, stop trying to get comfortable. Um, just do, like, follow your heart. And I do believe strongly that what I'm looking for and what I'm manifesting will come. Absolutely. I think that, you know, and spirituality and really 
looking for the signs of what you're supposed to be doing, who you're supposed to be is important and staying on that, on that path, mm-hmm. you know, um, going back to, you know, just the makeup in general, though, you said this year you have been releasing way more products, you know, mm-hmm. really thinking of your path and sticking to it. So what do you draw like inspiration from? Because I love the makeup industry because it's such a creative industry and it really shows, you know, different people's personalities. So mm-hmm. where do you draw your uh, inspiration from to drop new products and things? So my thing is I wanted to make everything affordable. That was my main thing. And in order for it to be affordable to my consumers, it has to also be affordable for me. Yeah. And so... <laughs> That's where the handmade um, products came into play. And so I literally can find inspiration just by going on YouTube, going on Instagram, seeing what's hot right now, um, and then putting my own little twist on it. Also, I have to remember what my audience wants. Um, So a lot of my clientele, even though I'm like, when I do my makeup, I like a natural glam, but I also like to be beat. I'm not mm-hmm. like bare face makeup, but a lot of my clientele is bare face makeup. They're not really used to a lot of makeup. Um, and so they are really enjoying like my natural lashes and my, uh, my lip balms, my lip glosses. Um, okay. And so I'm kind of, even though I may like a certain thing, I kind of just have to remember that my clientele likes this other thing. Um, and so, yeah, whenever I get inspired by something, I always ask questions. I get on my IG, my IG stories, and I take polls and see what they're looking for. Like with my um my lip gloss release, I ask them that they like glitter gloss more, or do you like like the tinted and the clear lip gloss more? And they were a tinted and clear lip gloss audience. So okay. you know, I, I kind of have to, even though the glitter gloss is popping right now, I still have to think about <laughs> what's going to actually sell to yeah. my clientele. So <laughs> yeah, that's why I mean Instagram, YouTube. Um, sometimes I like dream, like I have dreams sometimes of like designs and, and things that I don't know, they just kind of just come to me and I wake up out of my sleep and I either do it, you know, design it right then on my apps or I Mm -hmm. take note of it, um, so that I can design it later. But sometimes you can literally like just go to sleep and wake up with an idea. With an idea. So true. Yeah. And I was going to, you know, kind of ask you, how did you make sure your brand was aligning with your clientele? Um, But you kind of went into it like, you know, you make sure you're pulling in the women based on what they like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, as I expanding, as I grow, I know that it's going to change and you just have to be um, open minded, not set in your own ways. Like I said, I can't just put out everything that I like. I have to be open minded to what my audience wants. Um, so as I grow, I know that things are probably going to change um, and I'll be releasing way more things that, you know, fit with other people. Um, but one thing that I always want to stay true to is I want to be able to hand make my products as long as possible. Um, right. Because going into like having things manufactured, you get a lot of chemicals and mm-hmm. you never know what's going on in the factories. Um, so I want to stay handmade as long as possible. And I also want to stay affordable. Um, AF. <laughs> so <laughs> I want you know everybody. I don't, I don't want any excuses to be made on why you can't afford King Art Cosmetics. Um, right. So yeah, I try to keep the ingredients as natural as possible and affordable. That's awesome. I think that that personal touch and really you know keeping in mind what your audience needs um, definitely is the smart way to go. Um, I noticed I had saw you post a while back about um, the PR boxes. And I know that, you know, especially in the beauty industry, that's a Mm -hmm. huge 
part of marketing and really tapping into, you know, an extended audience, right? So not just mm-hmm. captive people you already have, but kind of reaching out and having other people, you know, market your line. Um, is it difficult finding beauty, other beauty gurus to offer PR to? And have you ever had any experiences where um, either someone declined your offer or maybe, you know, it went completely the other way and they were really excited to collaborate with you? Um, I haven't. Well, I have had difficulty finding people because I want to offer my PR boxes to underrated makeup artists because I am an underrated makeup artist and I know how it feels to be overlooked. Um, as far as like you go out and buy all these expensive products with your own money and then Mm -hmm. you're tagging them and all your like you like these underrated artists have such beautiful work like and you're tagging and tagging you're telling your audience to tag them tag these big companies for you and like you're never seen they never see your post um and like I said I I reach out I like to reach out to people who are small and organic um Mm -hmm. less than 10k or 20k followers I don't reach out to anyone with over 50 or 100K because typically they're looking for payment. And I don't believe that that's a true review when I have to pay you to review my product. Yeah. I understand everyone is a business and everyone is a brand and trying to get their money, but I want true organic reviews um, so that other people, like other customers, can look at it and go, okay, they weren't paid for their review. They seem to really like it or they seem to really hate it whatever the case may be, like all input is good input in my eyes. So I love to be able to improve my products um, if they aren't working. So yeah. I do like to use people around me versus looking for people who have clout, so to speak. I think, I think that's a really good marketing strategy because I find that, especially on Instagram nowadays, that is the case where I do mm-hmm. follow people who have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. And when they're talking about like, oh, I use this new face mask or, oh, these are my favorite lashes, I can't mm-hmm. help but think <laughs> that mm-hmm. they're being paid to help. <laughs> As exactly. Exactly. No, like, girl, this face mask will actually get rid of your pimples. Not yeah, I exactly. tell you that this is the best thing out there. So mm-hmm. I think that that marketing tactic is ingenious. Organic. Honestly. That's what yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people like you know me and other women who will see that and be like, okay, you know, I trust this. I think that this is mm-hmm. this is genuine. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Um, and you know, in the social media clout era you really can't trust that people are being honest about <laughs> the actual goodness of the product, if that makes sense. Yep. You know, yep. should, <laughs> should someone actually be spending their money on it? Um, so for ladies looking to get into this type of fill, what types of things would you say they need to be aware of? Um, one major thing is to be original because there are so like, don't be discouraged that the market is super saturated, but it's still room for your business. Just be original. Yeah. That's the main thing. <laughs> like don't copy anyone. Um, at least not word for word and picture for picture. Don't steal people's pictures. Um, look out for people. Well, <laughs> you won't be able to really tell fraudulent orders, but definitely be aware that they do happen. Um, or like people who are going to do chargebacks. Um, always keep money in your business account. Mm-hmm. And that's a little tip to separate your business account or bank account from your personal bank account. Yes. Do it early. I waited an entire year and I was spending money from my business that I shouldn't have or I wasn't putting it back into my business. I wasn't able to tell 
how much money I was making or mm-hmm. not making. Yeah. Um, so yeah, separate your accounts so that if you were to have a chargeback on your products, um, you have the money to cover the chargeback because they're going to take it out of your account, whether you are responsible for it or not. And then you have to prove um, your, basically your responsibility to, um, to them, That's you know, let them know what your policies are, so on and so forth in order to even see that money again. And it's still going to take up to 120 days to see your money return to your account. So definitely make sure you keep money in your business account. It doesn't happen often. I've only had it happen once and it was on accident. It was someone that I knew um, and her card, she thought it was charged twice. So she contacted her bank um, and they were the ones who pulled the payment when her card had actually only been charged once. So it was just a mix up. And okay. I still haven't seen that money return as of yet. That's <laughs> but um, I know, but it happens. So like you have to be prepared for it. So that's something to look out for. Um, don't be naive when it comes to finding manufacturers and shopping on AliExpress. Um, definitely make sure you're doing your research. Um, AliExpress is a really good tool as long as you know to use companies who have um, plenty of good reviews. Don't just go with a company who has a really great product or a really mm-hmm. cheap price and they don't have any orders. Like you could possibly be scammed. Again, that's never <laughs> happened with me, but I've also always been um, vigilant and made sure that I only use like quality people and quality products. Um, don't spend too much money when you first begin. Um, like you only really need to, I think I spent like, um, Definitely less than $100, maybe even less than that on my first batch of lashes plus my stickers that I put on them. Yes. Like I didn't go super ham when I did my first release. Like I wanted to see, and this was a personal decision, I wanted to right. see how things would sell. Like I was more focused on the product versus how everything looked. Um, once I built up money, that's when I was able to put that money into how my product looked, you know, the packaging and whatnot. Yeah. So if you're starting out, you know, make sure you're just doing your market research. You don't have to be super business savvy when you first start a business. It's nice, right. but, you know, you don't have to have <laughs> that knowledge. You'll learn, trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are a few things that kind of just come to me quickly. Okay. I think those are all amazing tips, you know, especially, um, you know, being mindful of how much you're putting up front. Because you don't mm-hmm. know if that if the idea is gonna pop off or not, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of us do get kind of um, I don't know we get caught up and wrapped up in our own mm-hmm. heads about like what we mm-hmm. like, forgetting mm-hmm. that you know this is really about what other people want, what your clientele mm-hmm. wants, you know. So mm-hmm. that's a good tip for ladies looking to get into this industry. Um, yeah. I think we're gonna go into our rapid round now. Yes, our special segment. Um, so we have maybe four or five quick questions that we wanted you to answer. Um, anything mm-hmm. that comes to mind right on the spot. So okay. our first one is: What are at least three beauty hacks that you think all girl that you think all girls cannot live without or shouldn't live without? Mm, beauty hacks. Um, so for oh, this came to mind, but for a quick face when you're on your way out the door. Literally, all you probably need is to have groomed eyebrows, so not much product on them. Just maybe add a little bit of eyebrow pencil, um, Mm -hmm. maybe trim them up real quick, and then add some lashes and some lip gloss. Like, you don't need much. Um, And that's just a quick face to get get yourself out the door every morning. 
I guess always do your um like lip scrubs and lip balms, like make that a part of your morning and night routine so that that's something that you can skip over if you need to because um, okay. you already have it done. Um, and always take care of your skin because skin underneath makeup honestly makes or breaks <laughs> the whole the entire look. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Take care of your skin. Um, skincare comes before purchasing the best flawless makeup foundation out mm-hmm. there. Please take care of your skin, ladies. <laughs> yes. Um, next question is, who are your favorite beauty guru icons and what have you learned from them? Well, I would, I, for me, it's just always be yourself. Like, don't try to be anyone else. Um, literally find your own thing. Well, not even find. Let it come to you. Like, we're, we get so stuck on trying to find what our passion is, find out this and that. Just let stuff come to you. Like like I said earlier, I literally can go to sleep and just wake up with an idea or an answer to a question that I've had. Literally, mm-hmm. you're tapping into your subconscious without even knowing it. But I love um, Naya Vista, Annihilator. I love her. Um, <laughs> I know, like, she's so organic, but she's raw. Yes. And, like, I mean, her skin is amazing. Like, gold. <laughs> yes. And she's spiritual. Like, I love how, how she incorporates her spirituality into her page. Um, and uh, she has a podcast too. I listen to her podcast, um, and she incorporated there as well. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh. I have a whole entire eyeshadow palette by this woman. Um, <laughs> it's my Ray Ray. Oh my gosh. Like she inspired me from the beginning. Like when it came to me watching YouTube videos and trying to figure out how to do my own makeup, like, she was one of the people who I looked up to. I kind of, like, mimicked her makeup style for a long time. I used all the products that she used. Uh, she came out with an uh, eyeshadow palette through um, BH Cosmetics, and I bought it. I still have it to this day. Okay. So, like, it's my Ray Ray. If no one knows her, you guys need to check her out. She's flawless, gorgeous. Um, so, I like her. And let's see, one more. I don't know, man. I kind of want to put myself out there. <laughs> Hey. But um, <laughs> but I mean, well, yeah, just to get it off, I put myself out there. Like, even though I have my down and dump phase, I'm so positive. Like, no one would ever really know that, you know, I get down too. And I want, I want, I want to be more raw and let people know what goes on behind the scenes. So I'm going to start doing that, letting my audience know that every day is not a good day. Like, even though I'm positive, Ari, and everybody knows me as that, like, I'm, I'm always encouraging people, motivating people. Plenty of people have started businesses. They told me um, just based off of my experience and just watching me. But I do want to let everyone know that I have my days, too, y'all. So y'all are the only ones who, you know, get down. I do, too. So yeah. I'll put myself out there and say I admire myself, but I do know I need some work. Yeah, absolutely. Always. We all do. Um, <laughs> what are some books and blogs you can't live without? Um, books. Okay, so I'm definitely a book geek. Um, just recently got into podcasts. So I know two books off the top of my head. Uh, the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Ooh, Have you guys heard that. Of that one? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so for those of you who haven't, definitely go get it. It's called The Four Agreements. It pretty much was the catalyst and helped me kickstart my decision to even begin my business. Like I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to do it, but I knew I wanted to do something for myself. And that book really put everything into perspective almost. Um, Another book would be Think and Grow Rich. And this is the one that is called A Black Choice. So it's the one that tells the story of all the black 
historical figures who um, literally kind of manifested their riches um, and their Come wealth. Mm-hmm. Really? I have the original, but I think I might have to get no, this. No, girl, get, get the other <laughs> one. <laughs> get the other one. I, like, I, I had a collection of books, and I wanted to share my knowledge with people. So I literally um, just pretty much gave all my books away. And I said, just pay for shipping. Here are the books that I've been reading that have um, put me on the path to where I'm going and have at it. So I literally sold all my books. Um, well, I gave them away for free. But they just paid for the shipping. Right. Um, so that was one of them that I gave away, but I made sure to read and take notes. So I have my notes with me whenever I need it. And yeah, I definitely wanted to share that one with someone. Okay. That's um, awesome. <laughs> so a podcast I can't live without would honestly be Dave Ramsey. Like that is my mm-hmm. favorite podcast because I want, I am on the road to becoming debt free, but every now and then I have a slip up. So I go back to his podcast um, and he literally releases like three a day. And so I'm always on track with him. Um, I'm always trying to stick to my budgets and figure out what I need to do to become debt free. Um, Because that's one of the reasons why I became a business owner was to get out of the cycle of the whole like nine to five idea and to break into something that has unlimited revenue. So it may be limited now, but I know that in the future, um, I'll be able to get there and I'll be able to pay off, you know, my student loans and everything and just go ahead and start preparing for my real future, as I call it. Yeah. So Dave Ramsey yeah. would be a podcast that I can't live without. Awesome. I'm going to actually, I'm subscribing to that now because I just had someone yes. <laughs> recently tell me about that. And I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and subscribe to this. Yes. Um, yes. So what are some key tools and technology that you use to, you know, grow your business, you know, do yes. your branding, any of that? Yes. So here are the jewels, guys. I hope everyone is listening up and has a pen and paper. <laughs> so um, the, is, there's an app called Over. It's a free app. Um, you can do a lot, a lot of things with it. And I was able to actually increase what I could do with it by taking um can't think of the woman's name right now but she has a branding and marketing class like how to use basically how to use everything but photoshop to brand your business mm. and they didn't use over but they were able to teach me how to use like 3d mock-ups and I was able to figure out that I could use those on over um and so I do that and that's how I make a lot of my um but that's how I make all of my designs business cards uh product labeling packaging oh wow so over app is trying to have a paid version but i have never had to use it so i wouldn't necessarily recommend that um for my makeup videos whenever i do record my makeup looks um, on other people i like to edit them with InShot. um okay. InShot was recommended to me by a youtuber um her name is kayla shout out to her because i didn't know like iMovie sucks and I wanted to be able to add music to my movies, um, so on and so forth. And I could do it for free using InShot, and it's spelled I-N-S-H-O-T. Okay. Um, let's see a third one. I guess I'll go into my my financial apps. So this one helps a lot. So like, mm-hmm. I'll do two. So Mint, yes. M-I-N-T. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, they're amazing. Um, so definitely get your finances in order um, through their through their app. And then I also love Credit Karma. Because, okay. um, girl, yeah, if y'all don't know y'all credit scores out there, <laughs> listeners, please go yes. get it. <laughs> and um, do what you need to do to, to start your financial journey. And you too can become debt-free. It's not 
it, it's hard, but it's not impossible. So yeah. definitely right. use those two apps to get your finances in order. And that's definitely for business owners, but also for people who I mean, just work a regular job, but you're trying to buy a house one day, you need to know what your finances are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for that. You know, those two, those first two apps as well, really, um, I'm like writing them down like, okay, she said we can do this <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, like you said, iMovie is kind of, uh, it's mm, not really yeah. that great. So yes, ladies, mm-hmm. we will have those apps down in the episode notes. Our yes. final question is, you know, who is a boss girl that inspires you? Hmm. And why? You know, this is, okay. So I don't want to say that it's honestly myself. Okay. And I want to say fair. why, like, I like, literally draw inspiration from my myself. Like, I may go on Instagram to find like pictures or something that kind of sparks things in me but I don't literally follow any one particular person and my friends even acknowledge this like you don't like stand girl anyone and I'm like yeah like I'm not into that like I literally just try to I say to myself even though I'm trying to get out of that but I literally can get motivated and inspired by myself like I use these tools like podcasts and books to again go within myself like at the end of the day it's myself that kind of drives everything and that in no way is just like that I'm not the cocky person like that in no way is trying to I'm trying to be that but mm-hmm. it's just real like like I said I can have <laughs> dreams that inspire me um it's just like I guess that's the introvertedness in me like I don't have to go to other people necessarily or look up to other people yeah um but if I do come up with someone i will get back to you on that and i will comment it <laughs> under the podcast video <laughs> and let you guys know who it is you know because yeah. at the moment it's literally just me myself and i like i do yeah. everything for myself and very soon though i know i'm going to start needing people <laughs> yes <laughs> like needing help from people so i'm not closed off to that to that road but for now you know everything kind of just comes from me I don't and mean, I- that's how i like it <laughs> I think that I think that's fair, you know, if you've built this brand, you know, you have these different products going on and you know, the branding, the designing and all that. I think sometimes it's good to give yourself a big up like, "Hey, hey girl, you know, you know, I did this." So, right. for sure. <laughs> yes. Ladies, um, you know, we are going to have all the episode notes um down below. Please check them out. There's a lot of good information in this episode. I want to thank Ari one more time for coming on. It's been an amazing interview. Thank you so much, Ari. Thanks, Ari. Thank you, ladies, for keeping it like super organic. And I was actually able to to talk and you know not be nervous. <laughs> yes, you did awesome. You did. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye ladies. Bye.